Welcome back to the AP World History Podcast. We're going to be looking at our fourth and final uh, session of the Industrial Revolution. And we're going to focus on Latin America here in this one. So, uh, Latin America, uh, initially after its independence, was, uh, if you uh, were um, Simon Bolivar, hoping that these countries or these regions would become one giant country like the United States and, and work together. Unfortunately, that that doesn't happen, and and that's going to be kind of a weakness here. Is is the government is going to be the biggest thing keeping the industrialization from happening, uh, and it's going to be the governments of these these individual nations, uh, which are about eighteen, and um, that's because you have uh, lots of civil wars that happen, and then on top of that, they fight each other for territory, and. Uh, that l lessens the chance of, of development. Uh, if you're Mexico as well, you lose a huge chunk of your territory to the United States in the Mexican-American War. Uh, so you lose regions like California, New Mexico, Arizona, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Colorado, I think would have been part of it, and Utah. So you're talking about a huge chunk of territory here that gets lost. Um, and who knows what Mexico would look like if, if that didn't happen economically, uh, if they would have adopted more of the um, Industrial Revolution or if they would have been able to because of all those resources. But that doesn't, I mean, we can't go into that kind of history. So, um, so they'll remain weak as well as uh, other regions like Venezuela, Colombia, Peru, all those areas. And the, the second reason why it, it, it happens or why... Um, that, yeah, why it happens is because the conservatives in those countries don't want to see it happen. They want to see the status quo maintained, and that's the basics of being a conservative. You don't want to see a lot of change, or you want to see it limited, and you want to see it work slower. And the conservatives didn't like the idea of the change from the Industrial Revolution, and so they, they limited it. Well, the liberals wanted to see it happen. They wanted to see things progress, and the government progress, and be more um, inclusive. And these two groups' constant bickering allowed military men to, um, who claimed they would be able to get stuff done and be a voice for the people and stuff like that, um, they were able to then take over. But they also don't really do that. Uh, the greatest example of this would be uh, uh, General Santana uh, for Mexico. Uh, he will be the general or the president during the Mexican-American War. Uh, but we'll see him pop up a few times there. Um, I think about nine times as president in 22 years. So this doesn't lead to a lot of stability when you have stuff like this going on. And um, any time that that military man kind of loses power, looks weak, a new general will rise up and say, hey, look, I can take over and do better. And so they, you, you just don't have that stability there. Without a stable government, it's hard to really foster um, good business practices. And uh, the little bit of industrialization that will happen will will – not really change things, um, as well as just the government won't really change the rights and, and give people more rights. So ladies, again, here you're going to have even less rights than we saw with the European nations and the U.S. Um, you're also going to see slavery eventually be abolished, uh, except for in areas like Cuba and Brazil. Uh, but um, men are going to be the ones that are in major power here. And the Creoles, although everyone might be deemed as equal with mestizos and, and, and natives and the Creoles, the 
the the ruling class is going to be the Creoles. They're the educated ones. They're the ones that have the power, and they're not going to give up that power. They're going to hold the positions in government. They're going to hold the most property. They're going to be the business owners. And so the mestizos and uh, the the natives will be really pushed down, and the mestizos will be cared for more or will be um, uh, above those of the uh, natives. But eventually they realize they do need to kind of, hey, we need to we need to adapt some of these things and try to build some businesses. So the areas that stall more stability, like Mexico, Peru, and Argentina, will be able to adopt some of these things, like the telegraph. So new communication lines come in and help connect it to the rest of the world, but also help con- connect their, their country together, uh, as well as the steamship. We see that being a major new transportation mode to go across the Atlantic. That speeds things up there. It also allows you to get up river much easier. And we see them being able to integrate that into their economies. And so that's, that's good. That, that connects them with the rest of the world uh, better and uh, faster. So they can, they can get into that global economy on their own. The problem is we'll see that they don't really do that. They're going to use their natural resources to do this. So the crops that they grow, um, their silver, their gold, their copper, their rubber, um, and everything else. But they're not going to be developing uh, a lot of factories to actually make finished products that could make them more. Uh, they're fairly content with just using natural resources, and that's because the people that own it are already the ones that are kind of wealthy, and they just want to maintain that status. And so those business owners or those Creoles that um, have the, that land will just exploit that and not look to kind of make more money off of it to try to raise themselves up because they're already at the highest positions. Uh, however, uh, we will see some factories come about, but those will be mainly controlled by European and U.S. interests because, uh, well, they're the ones building it and they're the ones looking for it. And they'll be still minimum factories. They won't be as as prodi- or as big and important or as uh, impactful as what we see in Europe and, and the U.S. However, with this little bit of industrialization, we do see more people moving to cities uh, just like um, – just like in in Europe, but a lot of these people moving to the cities will be, uh, or the the people that will take up positions in those cities or be getting the wealthier job or the 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 higher jobs, uh, will be Europeans. They're going to bring those people in to specialize and, and run the few factories and stuff that they they do create. Um, the lower class will move there, but they won't see much of a boom, um, and that's because they're going to have if they are working there, they're going to have bad uh, working conditions. They're not going to get paid much. And for a lot of them, they just get the right to kind of work on the land uh, if they're not in a city. So we don't see them getting much benefit. Instead, it's kind of a continuation of those old systems that we saw before, uh, like the encomienda system and stuff like that, where you work the land, you're expected to work it, and you might get, you'll you'll get some pay out of it, but you're not really allowed to leave and do that kind of stuff. Um, So that'll lead the lower class workers, the lower classes, to... um, be kind of upset at their position, so they'll try to form some unions and, and strike and protest, but um, it doesn't work because they don't have any real means to rise up. The wealthy landowners control the resources that you would need to start a factory. They've got the relationship with the Europeans, and the Europeans don't want to work with these lower-class people because it's a major risk, and so they kind of remain in their position with all the, the, the fighting that they might want to try to do. Um, but we won't see many revolutions because those caudillos will have the military in their hand, and if they don't, then the military will rise up again, uh, and a new military leader will take over and put down that rebellion. 
the exception to this, uh, and we'll see it in the 1900s, um, is Mexico, uh, where they have a, a revolution uh, in uh, 19— uh, Ooh, when does the Mexican Revolution actually start? I've got 1917 down, but I think it's sooner than that. Um, Mexican Revolution. And this is, if you hear the Mexican Revolution, we're not talking about the revolution from, from um, Spain, but actually this is the revolution that we'll be referencing. It happens in 1910, and it goes until 1920. Uh, this is what this is part of the thing that will keep the U.S. out of the World War One uh, initially because we'll be we'll be messing around here, um, and so um, you have famous people like um, Zapata and Pancho Villa uh, fighting against the government of Porfirio Diaz. Uh, Porfirio Diaz will eventually be kicked out of office, and a new constitution in 1917 will will come in, and we'll see more rights like uh, limitations on an eight-hour workday uh, you've got equality going on you got the catholic church losing its power on government and you get things like universal male suffrage there so we do see some excuse me in one area the um, new rights coming about but it comes with a a revolution uh political revolution by um uh, by the mexican people um, so that's kind of Latin America in a nutshell. Uh, you don't see a lot happen here from it. Uh, it's more than what you might see in Russia. Um, because, but it's, it's fairly similar to Russia because you've got the serfdom and people are tied to those lands. Um, you don't see a huge amount of industrialization going on. Uh, instead you see them exporting a lot more of raw materials, um, than, than anything else. Um, whereas Russia has some of those factories, those get built, but they, they're not going to be as big of a quality and there's not as much there. Um, so, uh, both those regions, Russia and, and Latin America, though, are much different than what we saw with the Europeans and the U S who completely, uh, adopt that. Uh, but, um, that's kind of, that's kind of everything in the nutshell for the industrial revolution. So, uh, next Next time, we'll take a look at the colonial counters, so the second wave of imperialism, where the Europeans uh, go out and try to colonize the rest of the world that wasn't colonized the first time.